Hello, and welcome to our Grains Convoy podcast series, brought to you by the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in Brodica crops. I'd like to acknowledge the Noongar people on the land I am recording this podcast and the Aboriginal people of the many other lands Deep Herd operates. I'd also like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. My name is Cindy Webster and I'm a research agronomist based at Deep Herd's Narragin office. Australian growers and consultants spend a lot of time measuring soil nutrient levels, calculating and adding fertilisers at considerable costs to soils to make them more fertile and increase crop profitability. Changes over the past few decades to WA farming systems have led researchers to reassess how well current approaches estimate soil nutrient supply to crops. Fortunately, research is being done to help growers achieve a greater profit from their fertiliser investment. Today, I am interviewing Deep Head Research Scientist Dr Craig Scanlon and CSBP Research Agronomist James Easton about soil testing, soil nutrients and their soil nutrient research project. Welcome to the Grains Convoy podcast, Craig and James. Good morning. Good morning, Cindy. Craig, let's start with you. Can you tell us a bit about your role with Deep Herd? So I'm a senior research scientist with Deep Herd, and my work focuses on nutrient management in grain production. And I've been doing that work for about 20 years over a range of projects and recently um, have led a couple of GRDC projects that are focused on um, managing nutrients in current farming systems. Excellent. And moving on to James, you are a senior agronomist at CSBP. You work with Deep Herd on research projects and were a panellist at the 2022 Deep Herd Grains Industry Day in December. Can you briefly tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do with CSBP? Thanks, Cindy. Yes, well, I'm a senior agronomist. I joined the company 35 years ago, so working with our trial program and over the journey, I've enjoyed uh, various roles, including a, a stint um, out in the northeastern wheat belt. So that was fantastic in terms of getting a better handle on what growers are have to, having to think about with their fertilizer decisions. And in more recent times, I managed the field research program and most recently, yeah, employed as a senior agronomist. Excellent. And let's delve into the podcast. We are going to talk about soils today. Shall we talk about soils testing why is soil testing so important? Well, Cindy, as, as they say, as the saying goes, we can't manage what we don't measure. So, you know, fertiliser costs are relatively high at the moment. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, they've come off a bit in the last four months, but, you know, inputs are increasing. So the stakes are higher than what they have been. Well, certainly they're a lot higher than what they used to be. But they're not a cost, they're an investment, and it's so important we are focused on how we can get the best return on that investment. And the results from soil testing give us a really good guide as to where those dollars are, dollars are best spent. But, you know, the sampling has to be done properly. The samples have to be representative and there has to be a good basis behind the, the interpretation and the recommendations which, which we give. I see. And we mentioned we need to do them properly. When is the best time of year to go and do those soil, do that soil sampling? Well, now now's the time, really, Cindy. Uh, we want to give ourselves enough time, plan plan for the seeding program and, and going into the season, we need to get fertilisers on farm in time for seeding. March isn't too far away. Summer rains, before we know it, you know, some growers will be into canola. So now's the ideal time. Excellent. And what are your tips for getting the best representative soil sample? If I'm a grower out in the paddock, what do you recommend that I do? 
Well, understanding the variation across the paddock, the different zones, and thinking about whether you want to manage those zones differently. So getting more than one sample per zone will give us more confidence around the interpretation So, and getting enough calls into each sample. So depending upon the sampling instrument used, it could be anywhere from 12 to 20 plus calls per sample. So it's, it's really important we get the call numbers up in the samples and we're taking enough samples per zone, especially if we want to manage those zones um, individually. Very good. And so I've taken a great representative soil sample. I send it off to the lab. So nutrient levels and other measurements are taken. The results are sent back to me, the grower. What do I then do with the results? How do they help me with my fertiliser decisions? Uh, well, the results come back in various ways, I guess. you know, Certainly the, the, the growers who use CSP, the results come back through their account manager and they'll be in touch to discuss the results, um, running the results through our new logic program. So different companies have different programs, different decision support aids, but that's what we do at CSP uh, through new logic. Fantastic. So having that company rep support sort of sampling sounds very helpful. So there are soil testing protocols in place, so like they are very well established. Why do current soil testing methods need to be investigated or improved? So, Cindy, um, I guess we need to revisit how we make decisions about fertilisers as time goes on, um, particularly as our farming systems change. So, you know, the major changes that we've seen in our farming systems over the last few decades have been uh, a move towards more intensive crop production in WA, um, a reduction in the area that's planted to legumes, and also long-term uh, no-till. So it's really rare for, say, phosphorus to be close on the surface nowadays. With all of those changes, we're, we are seeing a change in nutrient supply in our current systems compared to um, previous systems a few decades ago when most of the research was done. And so what those changes are doing are leading to changes in soil supply, soil nutrient supply. But alongside those changes in farming system, we're actually seeing an increase in grain yield and an increase in demand for nutrients as well. And so we're seeing sometimes a change in response. And I guess in addition to that, with, along with the high yields, we're also seeing more nutrient removal. So we're looking at a higher input-output system in our current systems from a nutrient point of view than we were, say, three or four decades ago. So it's, I guess it's timely now to, to revisit a lot of that fundamental knowledge that we use to turn a soil test into a recommendation. Excellent. And fortunately, there is investment in place delving into this. Would you like to talk us about the research project that you are working on with James that is addressing these changes? So the project that's investigating how our nutrient responses is a, um, a major investment by GRDC into getting a better understanding of soil, nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium supply in WA cropping systems. Um, so it's a, yeah, as I've mentioned, a, a major investment by GRDC over five and a half years uh, through the Soils West Alliance, uh, which includes um, Deeper, Murdoch University, Union of Western Australia, Curtin University, CSIRO, CSPP, Summit and Uni of Adelaide. By bringing that industry and um, research partners together, we've been able to put together a really comprehensive field and glasshouse program of research. And the aim of the, of the program was to be able to try and overlap our field research with our laboratory and glasshouse research. And the intent with that is to 
give us an understanding of why we're seeing what we're seeing um, in the field research. And, and that approach has been um, really successful. Fantastic. And so you've mentioned field research and glasshouse trials. So will there be trials being conducted this coming season or have they already been all completed? So our field trial program has been completed. So that was completed between 2018 and 2021. And within that program, we ran a few separate series of field trials. So one of those was a set of 40 field experiments that we did with CSBP and Summit around um, phosphorus response. And our intent there was to put together a, a large data set really quickly of trials with the same protocol, so the same design um, and the same sampling protocol to give us a really good opportunity to um, delve deep into the soil properties that are driving response, but also how, see how that interacts with climate. The other components were around long-term sites where we are looking at how crop sequence interacts with nutrient management on nutrient cycling. So they were for phosphorus and potassium separately. So around five sites overall for a four-year period. And that's given us um, some really valuable insights into how crop sequence is changing the nutrient supply over time and how it's changing um, crop response to nutrient supply over time also. Sounds like a very exciting project and that you've got many findings. So going back to our soil testing, how will these findings affect current soil testing practices? So with our whole program, we designed it with the aim of being able to relate soil properties to a response. So we've used a standard protocol over all of our sites, which is a highly intensive um, set of measurements that we've done. And what that's enabled us to do is to assess, say, different soil test measures and how they relate to the response that we're seeing. Um, but it's also allowed us to look at changes in um, soil nutrient stocks over time. So in, in terms of how this relates to um, what a grower would do or a consultant would do, we've included all of the, the standard suite, I guess, of measures that we use for soil nutrients and assessed how they are performing, I guess, in our, in our current systems. Excellent. And James, how do you see this of being of a large benefit to your clients, the growers? Yeah, I think it's it's always the challenge of status quo and the way we do things. And I, I, certainly the project will increase the awareness of soil tests and hopefully keep the adoption and increase the adoption going forward. One of the good things to have come out of from our point of view is the focus on the need to consider the subsoils when trying to assess our requirements for fertiliser. We've seen over the years phosphorus levels have often increased in the subsoils and some soils, whereas potassium, on the other hand, has been depleted um, across most of our cropping soils. So if we can get farmers, keep on encouraging farmers to take deeper samples, I think you know, they'll get a better understanding as to their requirements. And, yeah, any, any focus on testing is a good thing, I think. So it's good to always be looking at different methods and to be challenging the way we're doing things and we'll certainly take on board the results and findings from this project at CSP. Just to add to James's response, the, the work that we're doing on potassium on loamy soils is a really good example. So historically, most of our research in WA on potassium has focused on the lighter soils that have low levels of K to start with and, and run down quite quickly. 
But leading into this project, there are a number of consultants picking up marginal K supply on some of the loamy soils in areas of really high production, particularly on the, in the Avon Valley, the western side of the Avon Valley. And our research work there has actually shown that we are getting K responses on those loamy soils. The sampling protocol that we've used, which is really intensive, has actually allowed us to pick up um, a, a diagnostic, I guess, for predicting K response on, on those soils. And we've been able to achieve that by sampling to depth on every site. So for those soils, we've actually been able to pick up a reasonable prediction of response based upon sampling to zero to 30 centimetres. But we're not really able to be to develop a, a predictive protocol using zero to ten only. So it's an example of where we need to change tack a little bit um, to adapt to different soil types. Fantastic. So we want growers to and consultants to be taking as more soil tests, being open to new ideas from this research, and possibly taking soil tests from deeper in the soil in the soil profile. Exciting, and it'll be fantastic to hear more of these findings and recommendations that come out of this project. Are there any other major project outcomes that you are expecting to come out of this research? So the major outcomes that are yet to be published are around the longer-term nutrient cycling. So that will allow us to provide growers with some, some guidance on how crop sequence is influencing the response and the return investment that they see to their fertiliser inputs. And there's also some work coming through on phosphorus speciation, so gaining a, a much better understanding of what forms of pea we actually have in our soil, which will give us um, a better understanding of how we can adapt our management to utilise that existing soil pea. And we've also got um, a large component of work on how potassium is drawn down from different pools in our cropping soils um, and how much leaching of K is happening in our soils also. And in addition to that, some work that is being completed now is around gaining a better understanding of how our change in rainfall patterns in autumn is influencing our, um, our yield response to nitrogen management. So that's through a series of simulation experiments and that's based on improvements to the soil nitrogen model based on some process work that I've done in the project also. Very exciting. Where can our listeners go and find find these findings or find more information about your project? So the main resource online for our project output is uh, the GRDC website and also the Soils West website. So we have a project page on the Soils West website which lists all of our resources. Uh, we're also presenting uh, four papers at the research updates this year. So there'll be some online resources associated with that and also an opportunity for growers and advisors to come listen to us at the Perth and Regional Updates. Thank you so very much for your time, Craig and James, and today's podcast. Great. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. You have just listened to Deep Head Research Scientist Dr Craig Scanlon and CSBP Research Agronomist James Easton discuss soil testing and a research project that will assist growers and consultants increase their confidence in fertiliser decision-making. If you like this podcast, you can download and subscribe to Deep Head's Grains Convoy podcast series on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My name is Cindy Webster, and thank you for listening.